Welcome everybody to the Sleepy Perform Repeat podcast. This is your host, David Clancy, and along with my co-host, Connor Gavin, we are here in SoCo Performance, Dublin, Ireland, to bring you a podcast focusing on what it means to be performing at the highest level. What, in essence, is high-performance culture? We're going to share our experience and our backgrounds into what we've acquired over the years. Connor Gavin has extensive experience of working in the AFL with the West Coast Eagles, but also having worked in a high-performance environment with the Irish rugby team. Myself, David Clancy, I'm going to bring my experience and know-how from having worked in London with Isaac Kinetic Medical Group on Hardy Street, but also having experienced high-performance culture working with the Brooklyn Nets and the San Antonio Spurs of the NBA. What we're striving to achieve here is to find out what exactly makes high-level athletes tick and what makes them to perform at the highest level and how they really can get back to play at the highest level of return to play and return to performance after injury. How do all these elements play a role in performance? That's what we're really trying to find out here. So I hope you all enjoy listening to this and can learn. I really hope it sparks an interest because what we're really trying to do here in Ireland is evolve and grow and tap into what really makes high performance culture. Hey everyone, so today myself and David sat down and spoke to Candela Ebison, who is a dancer with the Monte Carlo Ballet and also the CEO of Ballerina Productions. So we have a chat with Candela about her journey to date in becoming one of the top performers in the ballet industry, uh, including her injury history. Uh, we discuss what a typical week for a professional dancer looks like, any unwinding strategies that she uses uh, bef- after a, a big performance, the competitive environment of professional dancing, uh, any pre-event nerves that she still gets and how she deals with those. Uh, we also chat about the particular physical challenges of dancing and certain routines. Um, we go into mindset preparation, how she strikes the balance between mental stress and physical fatigue in dancing. Uh, the defining physical and psychological characteristics needed to make it as a professional dancer. Uh, And we also chat about the accuracy of Black Swan. So it's a very interesting listen um, with lots of valuable insights and lessons for anyone involved in high performance sport. Uh, So some very useful transferable lessons in here. As usual, if you have any questions or comments from myself or David, we'd love to hear them. We're on Soco Performance or the Clancy Physio on Instagram and Candela is there as well. Um, if you have any questions or comments for her, she's on Candela Ebison. So it's C-A-N-D-E-L-A-E-B-B-E-S-E-N. So yeah, hope you enjoy this one. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Sleep Eat Perform Repeat. Today we are sitting down and speaking to Candela Ebison and David is going to give all of our listeners a brief introduction of Candela for you. So Candela, it's nice talking to you today. Thanks very much for coming on board um, yeah, you're a Norwegian dancer, part of Le Ballet de Monte Carlo, a ballerina dancer that I actually was very fortunate to work with in London with Isaac Kinetic when you had a little bit of an injury. And I suppose why we wanted to get you on today was because I was really drawn by your work ethic, how hard you worked each and every day when you were in clinic with us and just your kind of grueling schedule was something we wanted to tap into and see the parallels as to how ballet dance can be similar to other high performance sports. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Kendall, and how is life at the moment? What are you doing these days? So um, life's good, life's very good. So yeah, you're very good in the introduction. So yeah, I'm Norwegian and Spanish, that doesn't really matter, but yeah, born and raised in Norway, uh, dancer, 
in Scandinavia for a couple of years or more than that, actually, almost 10. And then I found my way to the ballet in Monaco five years ago, actually, and had, uh, that was always my dream to be in, in the ballet in Monaco because it's an incredible company. And then have, have had, I've had a great career so far, but then suffered a really severe injury, uh, last season and still dealing with the repercussions of that. But, yeah, I'm feeling quite healthy and quite positive, actually, with uh, how things are going at the moment and how my body and my feet are treating me, so I'm happy with that. And where has your most recent performance been? So my most recent performance was in a city right outside Nice in the south of France, but then before that we just came back from a long tour to China. And then we're leaving for South Korea and Australia on Tuesday. Brilliant. So, Canelo, when, when David mentioned you were coming on, I was uh, very interested to get the chance to speak to somebody uh, who, who dances at a high level. I've treated a few dancers in the past, and they're all kind of very phenomenal physical specimens, to put it lightly. But there's no doubt there's a lot of work that goes into that. So would you be able to give us a breakdown of like your typical week in terms of the preparation you have to do the week before a big event, we'll say, what's your physical preparation like? Absolutely. Um, so I'd say, let's, I could explain my week this week, for example. So right now we're getting ready to go on a five-week tour to South Korea and Australia, and we're bringing two ballets on. So right now we're juggling between three ballets, the two ballets we're getting on tour, and then the ballet that we're doing back in Monaco when we get back from Australia. So... We have uh, what we call ballet class at 10.30 in the morning every day. We usually go to the gym, or I usually go to the gym and do my isokinetic uh, exercises I got from David and my whole rehab program. We do an hour and 15 minute of training, everyone together, and then we have rehearsals from 12.15 to 6.30 every day with an hour lunch break in between there, and we just go full on all day and uh, juggle between the three ballets that we're pairing at the moment. Uh, today, we well, we're leaving with a ballet called Cinderella and Swan Lake. So those are two quite demanding ballets. And we're doing a run through of Swan Lake tomorrow. And then we're doing a run through of Cinderella on Saturday. And then another run through of Swan Lake on Monday. And then we leave on Tuesday. So that's, yeah, things are pretty intense. But yeah. Uh, fun. And how many how many are part of your troupe, Candela? So how many how many would be on stage or, or how many are actually going through these rehearsal stages? So we're fifty dancers and I'd say maybe at least twenty five nationalities and in big productions like Cinderella and Swan Lake, everyone basically is on stage. I'd say at least maybe forty. For example, for Swan Lake it's a massive production. So I'd say yeah, forty dancers and everyone travels with us so including the tech team and all the administration and everyone backstage who yeah we're nearly a group of 100 people traveling together after after doing such a long such a long day and say performing swan lake what what do you do in the evening to just tune out or or come down or dewind a little bit to kind of prep yourself for the next day do you have any couple of things you try to do each evening just to relax a little bit and compose yourself again for the next day yeah i during all these years of dancing i've found these key things that really get me through 
the day and those are my colleagues the, co- the connection we have together and we have this really nice thing that we do when because we commute we all live in nice or some of the dancers and my friends we live in nice and we commute to monaco every day by the end of the day we'll try and do a little wind down on the train even though it's just a 20 minute hmm. train run we'll sit down together and we'll all do have to say three positive things that have happened throughout the day because it's really really easy to focus on the negative and how tired we are and how right. we're going to just repeat everything the next day but just trying to find three things that we found that were positive that day and then when i get home i usually well either me or my boyfriend we make a big dinner sit watch telly uh yeah and just try and wind down and think about other stuff than ballet Okay. Well, it sounds like a very supportive environment if you're all naming three positive things that happen each day, Canela, but is it a competitive environment? Are you are you competing um, against your fellow dancers or are you competing against, have you already beaten your competition to be selected, shall we say? It's, um, ballet is a very, very competitive art form, absolutely. But somehow the ballet company in Monaco has, They've just managed to create a really, really nice working environment and also an environment where people feel that in order to put on these shows and in order to go on world tours like we do and perform at the highest level, we need to support each other. And that's something very unique with the Ballet Monaco that is just one of my most favorite things about the company that, of course, there are ranks and there are soloists and there are corps de ballet, but at the end of the day, everyone needs to pull their workload and really just support each other so there's well i think that's yeah one of my most favorite things about being part of this company okay what what do you what do you love most about it what do you love most about what you do every day about the ballet i would say it sounds like a cliche but it, it is living it is living my dream well that's not a cliche that's what everybody would like to do isn't it yeah yeah we haven't heard anybody say that yet on this. That's a lovely thing to hear. Yeah, that's true. Well, very good. And would you get um, would you get nervous? Do you still get nervous before a big event? Absolutely, absolutely. How do you control them? 100%. How do you stay composed and alert and relaxed when you're facing a big performance? You know. That is something that I still have yet to learn, and it's something that I haven't mastered yet, and it's something that I'm really working on at the moment. Um, it's very, very difficult because it's not just your job, it's your passion, it's what you've always dreamt to do and you're doing it and you're doing it now so you should enjoy it but then you're freaking out because you know, there's so many factors going into being on stage and trying to perform at the highest level and you've got this set amount of steps, this set amount of time and it's all going to be perfect and then all of a sudden it's gone. Hmm. So it's uh, the, the, the nerves are definitely a big part of our job and it's uh, something I'm still trying to figure out how to work around. Canilla, could you tell us about um, the most physical kind of move that you have to do, what it actually involves, whether that's a lift or kind of your own bodyweight routine? Is there any particularly challenging routine you have to do? Um, so coming back from my injury, jumping was definitely, was definitely, I'd say the most challenging thing and also turning. So the things that you eventually have to sort of give up a little bit of your control and just go for it. Mm -hmm. 
so all the other steps in between I could sort of control, I could assess, I could, you know, like feel my feet, how are they, how are they going to react, but then you also have those steps that are explosive that you just have to believe in yourself and let go a little bit in order to, you have to throw yourself into them, literally, and uh, those are... Those are demanding, but they're also really, really fun when you nail them. And do you do you have a little bit of a a prep routine prior to a performance? So prior to one of these sh- big shows in China or somewhere like in the Marinsky or the Bolshoi, is there something that you do personally that kind of gets you in the right space to get into that flow state yeah. for your for your performance? Yeah, absolutely. So I always try. Depending on how nervous I am, I always try and get some rest before. So the perfect thing would be to have just a tiny little 10, 15 minute nap. And if I can't do that, I'll always listen to a guided meditation podcast. Hmm. And uh, that just, so there's guided breathing, there's just, just getting you focused, getting you ready. And then sometimes I just listen to music. That just gets me in the mood. It depends on what role I'm doing. If I'm doing something really explosive, I might listen to Beyonce or something that gets me in the mood. If I'm doing something more mellow, I'll listen to classical music or whatever gets me going. But uh, while I'm putting my makeup on and getting ready and doing my warm-up, I always have my headphones in because that creates that little bubble. Then also people won't talk to me because they can see that I'm busy. And it's just, I like being a little bit private before a show. Other people get really giggly and start talking loads and chatty and I just sort of like to be in my zone what's your favorite uh, Beyonce song Candela my wife will love to know the answer to this she's a huge oh, fan that's definitely who run the world all right okay <laughs> meditation we actually did a yoga nidra session yesterday with a lot of pranayama breathing have you ever done that oh uh, yeah yes I have that's intense yeah it was it was hard for us both yeah <laughs> What what do you find most difficult and challenging about what you do every day? Besides, obviously, the last year with regards to your foot injury, put that aside for a minute. What do you find most challenging facing day to day? Balancing the mental stress with the physical fatigue. Yeah. Trying to find a balance between ballet not taking over, mites and not taking over. So I've had I've had periods where I've had trouble sleeping because it means so much to you and it's your passion, so it just becomes this overpowering thing that then all of a sudden nothing else matters if ballet isn't good or if work isn't going well. So I think that is definitely the most challenging aspect of my job because it's not just a job. It is a lifestyle. It is everything. It is your identity. It is who you are. But then learning how to find ways to switch that off and just become just be a normal woman living in the south of france and doing all the lovely things that you can do here yeah what are your support structures like canelli you, you mentioned there's so much going on like you have to prepare for dances you have to kind of eat right you have to recover well all these kind of things are, are you very much looking after yourself or are you guys looked after very well in terms of aftercare and preparation all those kind of things no, we do all that ourselves, yep. Okay, and is that self-taught, or where have you learned these, all these kind of, that say, your coping mechanisms? Through, yeah, through our colleagues, through through what they do, you learn from, yeah, you learn from your friends, and you eventually, yeah, after, yeah, I've been dancing professionally now for over 12 years, you just figure out the ways that work for you. 
Okay. So you've been doing it for 12 years, Candana. Who influenced you at the start? Or how did you, how did a Norwegian-Spanish girl become interested in figuring out that this is actually what I want to do? This is going to be my identity and passion and love going forward. How did you come to so decide I, it was for you? Initially, I started out dancing ballet when I was four years old because my mom was a ballet dancer. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, I started out as a four-year-old little girl in Norway and then just completely fell in love. And there's something magical about the fact that you get to play fancy dress and just dress up in these characters and and uh, disappear into those different, different personas, which I find really, really fun. And then I just continued. I just continued and sort of never looked back. It was just... There's also something really fascinating for me to do something that is more or less impossible. Like, sort of like I want to become a princess or I want to become, you know, Spider-Man. It's all these, like, childhood dreams that you have. And then becoming a ballerina, I think, it's just, yeah, it just felt very right. And, uh, yeah. Okay. So, Candela, if, we, if you were sitting down with an aspiring young, young dancer, young ballerina, um, and you could give them advice on the, in your opinion, obviously, the, the one defining physical characteristic and one defining mental or psychological characteristic that they need to have to, to make it to where you are now, what, what advice would you give that young dancer? So, the mental characteristic would definitely be never, ever take no for an answer and not give up. Hmm. and don't let don't let whatever physical aspect that you might have that isn't perfectly fit for ballet because ballet is an art form that just requires really really specific physics and don't let don't let that hold you back I'm for example really really tall and I struggled all my life to find a company or to fit in or as a woman and ballerina and then yeah, it took me a while before I found Ballet Monaco where I felt that I didn't have to shrink myself or become smaller and I could just enjoy the height and the length that I have. So I think that would definitely be an advice that I would give to just embrace whatever um, yeah, whatever you have and uh, don't take no for an answer and keep going. Well, that's really nice words to be able to say to young dancers to what they could look to be to be you know mentally tough resilient and never mind what anyone says to you if you're if your mind is set on wanting to be a ballet dancer in monte carlo then it's absolutely achievable because you you're a testament to that if you could go back in 10 years candela is there anything you do different or you are you totally content as to where you are today I do differently I don't I don't think so because everything that I've gone through has yeah has made me who I am today and has also made me so incredibly I just appreciate the job that I have and that I get to you know have my passion as my job and all of that I just appreciate that so much so I think no I I, I like the I've had a very steep path but uh I do like that. I think that has also given me the personality and has also shaped me into the dancer I am today. Okay. One thing um, I've been finding really interesting through these interviews, Candela, from the different uh, athletes from different sports who spoke to is the self-perception and athletes' ideas of that. So would you consider yourself a performer, an artist, an athlete? What would you kind of class yourself as? I would definitely say 
a mixture of those three because we are athletes a hundred percent and we spend yeah we spend hours I, I think I had three showers today and you're drenched in sweat like you are constantly working and um, pushing your limits but but also yeah then there's a performance part that is very 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 special so definitely a combination if you had to define high performance Candela, what does that mean to you high performance to me would mean that I am a thousand percent in the moment so I'm on stage I'm dancing and nothing else exists and that's sort of like you can you can actually um, yeah it's similar to runner's high I would say like when mm. you get into that high when you're running there's just nothing everything is just gone it's just you the music the lights the costumes the stage it's just all in perfect harmony and uh, yeah time and space doesn't matter I think that that would be the definition for me. Okay. Dancer is high. Dancer is high, yeah. So if Definitely we, dancer is high. If we flip that kind of and we, we talk about a scenario, a hypothetical scenario, hopefully, whereby um, you haven't had that dancer's high, you haven't been in the flow, say you've missed a lift or, or something like that, something has kind of put you off in your routine, how can you correct yourself? Because obviously it's such a highly scrutinized uh, environment you're in. How do you get back to into the flow of things, basically? very interesting because I actually experienced that uh, last weekend when we were performing and I just experienced not being in I didn't feel that I was in my body on stage and I just felt that I was sort of like a third person looking at myself and I didn't feel connected on stage at all and it's a really really vicious spiral to get out of and you need serious mental strength to get out of it because once once something once you mess up a little thing and then you just that just um yeah, that just keeps going and going and going and then you mess up another thing and then you're late and then the music keeps going. It's just really, really vicious circle and then you keep telling yourself, well, get back in, get back in, get focused, get focused, but then you somehow can't. But then what I found very helpful in those situations is just to listen to the music and get inspired by the music and then get lost in that and then find that sort of focus that you need. But we're all human and we're not, yeah, we we lose focus every once in a while and you have a personal life too that you need to attend to and somehow that can affect the way you dance and perform on stage as well. So it's it's difficult, but the music has definitely helped me find the way back to focus. Okay, perfect. And then what would you say the three big things are that define you at the moment, whether that's as a person, as a performer, an artist, an athlete, your three big things in life at the moment? Mm, that's very nice. So I'd say number one um the relationship and the connection that I have with my partner, with my boyfriend, Michael, that's my rock and that's what keeps me going every day. And that even if I've had a shitty day and I'm exhausted, I'm still so excited to come home and to spend the evening with him and mm. our weekends together. And he also comes and call with us, with us, which is lovely. And then second, I would say that I feel after a very long year of rehab and I feel more or less or getting closer to myself again feeling like myself again but not just myself but a stronger and wiser version of myself and um, hmm, I don't know what the third one might be but also I'd say the connection I have with my group my teammates my friends my colleagues at the ballet is just 
incredible like just you can see that someone has a rough day and then you just they just tell you a joke that makes you forget everything or they'll massage your feet when you're done with a long day or it's just this incredible teamwork that we have together that just makes everything worth it. Candela, how accurate is Black Swan? I wanted it's to add, I want to, it's, yeah. quite, it's quite accurate, is it? Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to ask you that just after that, those serious three, three points there. Yeah, it's quite accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm glad I'm not living in that world. But yeah, it, unfortunately, it is quite accurate. The Bali world is quite prehistoric and has still a long way to go. But uh, yeah, with the whole Me Too movement and everything, there's a lot happening and seeing the day of light, but still there's a long way to go. Candela, thank you very much from both of us here for coming on today. You're you're such a an amazing, interesting person. You're an artist, you're a performer, you're an athlete. You've obviously shown tremendous mental strength and resilience resiliency throughout the last couple of years, last year in particular. You had your, your mother as a road model that started you off dancing at the age of four. You were interested in fancy dress. That's what helped form your identity as to where you are today in Monte Carlo. I'm sure you are someone that very much lives in the flow state as much as you possibly can. So from the two of us here in Dublin, we hope to wishing you the very best going forward and stay in your dancer's high. It was lovely having you on today. Thank you so much for having me. I'll try and stay in the high and I hope to see you both soon. <laughs> Thanks, Thank you. Bye.